Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports, and I'm joined here by Caden and Brady, and we're going to be going over the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rowdies rematch, or not rematch, but a, actually kind of, they played twice in two weeks, uh, the match on Saturday night against Detroit City FC, and it was a 5-1 win for the Tampa Bay Rowdies at Al Lang Stadium. It was a really awesome show of domination from the Rowdies, we haven't seen them this good all year. Uh, all the pieces were clicking, our formation's working, J.J. Williams is him, uh, I, I think, you know, there's only, you know, going up from here this season. So if you're not watching the Rowdies games, I definitely recommend that you do so. We're kind of heating up. We're on a three-game win streak, and it's not looked this good all season. So did you guys want to go ahead and briefly talk about what you guys saw this Saturday? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, coming into the match, you know, feeling good after, you know, a 2-0 unbeaten streak, you know, started with beating Detroit City. Actually, in Detroit, beat them 1-0. It was the new boy Ryan Spalding's first game for us. Mm. He came in, had some good, had some good attacking play, but ended up not really capitalizing on our attacking play and really got saved by a penalty. Yeah, that was perfectly executed by Charlie Dennis. And then the next game we were actually at, and we already talked about that game against um, Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising two zero win. Uh, you know, JJ started off with a. Beautiful run by by Ryan Spalding, back and forth by Charlie Dennis, and just a amazing header by by JJ Williams straight into the center of the box, and you know it also ended off with the game stealing goal by by Charlie Dennis to make it two zero. Absolutely stunning nineteen yard from the nineteen yard box, a uh, free kick by, by Charlie Dennis. Starting off this game, you know straight from the kickoff, legit straight from the kickoff. It was Ryan Spaulding all freaking day. You know, he made the attacking play within the first five seconds, got denied a little bit, and then once we once we regained possession, our first possession, our first possession, they give it to Ryan Spaulding. What does he do? Runs his little ass down the sideline, pops it up for J.J. Williams, three minutes into the game. Three minutes into the game. Beautiful assist by Ryan Spaulding. Almost a mirror of what he did last week against Phoenix Rising. Legit almost a mirror. And straight to J.J. Williams. Put it straight into the back of the net. And then 10 minutes pass by. Uh, Aaron Gullion is, is coming in hot straight into the box. And you see just an absolute stunner of a pass to, to none other than J.J. Williams yet again. Yet again. He scores a brace in 10 minutes. A brace in 10 minutes. Usually you see this stuff happen in Premier League. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really see this stuff happening a lot in USL. This was our, this was the first Rowdies hat trick in, uh, since 2018. Since 2018 was our first hat trick. And then, you know, we, we got, you know, their attacking play was never really capitalizing, especially on our Stone wall of a defense, Forrest Lasso. Thanks to Forrest Lasso and Freddie Kleeman. I'm sure we'll talk about them later on in the episode. But they ended up getting a free kick from a dangerous position, put it straight into the top right box where where um, Sparrow Connor Sparrow couldn't get it, and it was just all in all beautiful a beautiful free kick, almost mirroring what Charlie Dennis did a week prior to Phoenix Rising, but it was all for naught because Charlie Dennis came down. Rumbling, tumbling, Deion Harris had an amazing day. Assist and a goal. This was his first assist of the day. First goal contribution of the day. 
and straight to straight to Charlie Dennis. He pops it straight into the back of the net. That goalie was not having a good time. No. Not at all. And it was almost like a... You remember that run from Charlie Dennis, too. He, he had the ball. He had amazing attacking awareness. He went into a one-on-one position with the goalie. Fake shot. Goalie fell down on the ground. He just dribbled right past the, the grounded goalie and put it straight into the back yeah, of the net. That was a nice one. Almost mirroring Leo Fernandez. Leo mm. Fernandez had a goal like that last season as well. And that was on one of the, uh, the highlights from last season I was watching. But uh, J.J. Williams... To finish off his hat trick in the thirty in the forty third minute, it was a one half hat trick, a first half hat trick, unheard of in the USL. Usually unheard of in the USL, and it was just another beautiful another beautiful impasse from Ryan Spalding. Like he he's legitimately doing it all on the outside. He has amazing pace, amazing attacking support, and he has great passing too. Like the the chemistry between. J.J. Williams and Ryan Spaulding is something else. Yeah, they need to keep them in the mm-hmm. lineup together. They really do. Ryan Spaulding is coming on here on loan. Hopefully it's loan to buy because I would really like him. Uh, he's coming He's coming from all the way from New England Revolution, who is one of the best teams at MLS. And he's lo- loaning us out to them. So, I mean, he's going to be here to the end of the season. And I just can't wait for more plays like that just to keep on going on. And just that, that chemistry is just absolutely perfect. And then starting off the second half, J.J. Williams has the ball, gets a cleared through pass to Deion Harris. Deion Harris dribbles down. You know, I think it was a, it was like he beat the co- he beat the keeper at his near post. He beat the keeper at the keeper's near post. You don't you don't really see that often. And, and we usually shit on Deion Harris for being a very bad you know, very bad shooter. You know he, he's a, he's really all speed. He has great pace, not so great dribbling. But he stretches the field. He creates so much distance in between, you know, the attacking play and the other team's defenders. You know, it, you just see the class. You know, when he has the ball at his feet, and this time it was no different. It was a hat trick and an assist from J.J. Williams, and a goal and an assist from Deion Harris, and two assists from Ryan Spalding. Trevor, what did you think about this game? Oh, I'm actually going to hand it off to Brady. What, okay. what were your thoughts and impressions of yeah, the game? I mean, it was a dominating performance. Pretty much covered all the uh, all the events in the game, but I, I do want to say that the addition of um, <clears throat> JJ uh, JJ Williams. Yeah, JJ with the addition of JJ Williams and Spalding, I think that that makes our team way better. JJ Williams not filling the spot of Leo, but. He's getting enough goals to where like we're gonna we're gonna win a couple games and exactly. we we were on a rough patch before this uh, these past couple games and mm-hmm. um, I, I think that with Spalding and these guys and like ta- getting into better form I, I think we could actually start making a run at the the league title this year really finding our form you kind of yeah. see it like even in Premier League like we saw it this season with Man- Manchester United you know I don't know if you remember the starting season Manchester United was kind of a shitter. I'm not gonna lie, and then they found the form, and they're a top five team in the league right now. I'm pretty sure they're third, or uh, yeah, they're like third or fourth place, something like that. And you know, we started off, you know, almost bottom of our division this year, and now we're we're fourth in our fourth in our conference this year, which is you know is it, it, is great. You know, it's just coming from a coming from a Rowdies fan and knowing what they can do. The start of that season was so rough, you know. It, it just shows that you have to stick with your team, especially when you know your team's good, and you you, you have to keep with your gaffer too. Yeah, keep with Neely Collins. I believed in Neely Collins the entire way. 
how can't you? You know what I mean? Just when you have a good management and you have a good coach, you always have to have some sort of belief that things will get better. Brady, what were your thoughts on JJ Williams? I think he's a pretty good striker. Uh, I mean, he's not doing everything to get those goals. Most of it's great positioning, but tap in merchant. Yeah, he's good. He can get the tap ins, but still, with like that size and like his how athletic he is, he can get up to the headers. He can really just position himself any way he wants. I mean, the center backs can't really hold him. But he's too big. Yeah, he's a big guy. But uh, he played think, football in high school. Oh, I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. yeah, with Spalding's ability to get the passes into the perfect spots and make enough runs each game where he can make enough passes there you're at least going to get a goal out of him or JJ Williams every game. I think I think that we've got a good duo there and I know he's on loan but we need to use him as much as we we need to use the mo- get the most out of him as we can on this loan before yeah. he leaves yeah, for sure because he's doing a lot for this team and I actually like I like how he's I love how he's playing. Yeah, he creates set pieces. Yeah, he's, he's dynamic, and yeah. he's not maybe the scorer, but he he definitely can get the assist piece, guy. Yeah, huge piece Spalding. Of the team. yeah definitely. Yeah. Spalding has been ever since he joined our team. He has been the light spot of the Tampa Bay Rowdies. You know, like, he's been just the most explosive player on the pitch ever since he joined us. You know, I mean we're three and zero since he joined. So yeah. I mean there's something there that he's creating chances and opportunities for the offense, but also I see his his effort. He played towards the end of the game during subs. He switched to left back. Yeah, he said I'd yeah, finish a left he can back. Play, I think he can play anywhere. In the, he can play wing back, left back. I, I think he's. He's definitely our best wing on our team. I just like I just like play, the motor. Yeah, he can you know? play midfield. He can really play anywhere on the pitch. Kind of a dog. Yeah, he kind of. I mean, you got to respect that. I mean, he's he's coming off of they just scored five goals, and he's like, you know, I'll finish the game back there on defense, and he didn't miss a beat back there with Lasso yeah. and Kleeman. Like they were still stout. They didn't give up another goal. I mean, that one goal on Sparrow was definitely because I think he injured himself he in the game. Himself, I mean, yeah. his arm, his left arm was a little stiff, and he wasn't really moving it a lot. And He wasn't even high-fiving people. It was literally him. like two minutes after that is yeah. when that PK happened. It, so. it, was, it was what happened, like what made the free kick the free kick. That's when he got injured, you know what I mean? And Connor Sparrow has, what, four clean sheets this year? He's third in the USL, yeah, he's, he's not doing bad. I mean, I just want to see more clean sheets out of him. If not, you know... You know, maybe we make that change in the playoffs because I mean, I'm, that's well, a whole he, different story in that element. I mean, he's, he's definitely better, but you never know. Maybe a hot hand emerges. I just don't want to give up one or even two in the playoffs. So I'd like to see this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, every game, but definitely. like, I just you know, I don't want us to ever you know let off let off the gas, especially in those meaningful games, because I want to. I want to see Miami FC in the playoffs again in LA. Oh, yeah. so I want to catch Miami FC in the streets. If you're a Miami FC man, a fan, I'm sorry, but fuck Miami. It's fuck Miami. Uh, FC, it's just, yeah. I mean, shout out to you know if you're a fan of soccer in general in USL, but uh, there's a rivalry there. We at can't least, at uh, least for us. At least for oh us, no, there's, there's a definitely a rivalry there. I mean, yeah. the guy that was disrespecting the fuck out of Alang like last year in the playoffs, and then we shit on we shat on him three one. Exactly. Three one. Three one. Three one. That was a great time. <laughs> uh, such a good time. But uh, Brady, what were your thoughts on the defense? I mean, the, that back four is just deadly. Yeah. I mean, with Lasso and Cleman. Now that Lasso's back in the lineup, uh, I think sky's really the limit for the defense. That's that's the reigning de- defensive player of the year. If I'm not two wrong. time defensive player of the year, but yeah. reigning, yeah, reigning actually defensive player of the year. Three time, but he's two time with us. Wow, he he won it with uh, Cincinnati as well. I mean, he just makes the perfect plays with yeah. his body. He uses his head perfectly. He goes he, clean he's, slide he's tackles. Physical. He 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 wants to make every play on, on the defense. Like he wants to get it out there, and he's actually a really good leader too. 
That's what I've seen. He he picks up his team and does whatever he can to win. Because when they were stu- when they were struggling, Lasso was struggling, mm-hmm. and so when he was yeah. on the bench and coming off the bench in some of those games during the beginning weeks of the season, the beginning games of the season, it was just nice to see him come out. And then ever since he came out with Kleeman, and that that them together is just perfect. It is, yeah. Those is. those are the best center backs that mm-hmm. we have, and they need to be on the field together I, at all times. I honestly think it might be best center back duo in the USL just. Mostly, you know, not because of their defensive awareness and because of their willingness just to go after the ball and their tenaciousness, but also just physicality-wise. 6'2 and 6'5. Yeah, they're they're big guys. They're a little less on the physical, like, a- attribute sides. Like, they're not as fast. No, but they're physical. But they're strong as hell. Honestly, more than anything, I, I think it's their soccer IQ or their football IQ, yeah. in my opinion, because, like, they're just, they know where to be. Exactly. I see when there's someone making a run. I see Lasso not press. Yeah, yeah, he he runs that, back to the line. You, know, you call that? Yeah, he's just that's defensive awareness. He's just sure. making the play so there's not going to be a crosser in there. And when there is someone in the box, he makes a perfect slide exactly. tackle most well, of the time. Or he goes at it with his head. Like I've never seen a player so willing to just put his put his head at stake, you know, just to get a ball out of the box. That's just Forrest Lasso. That's Forrest fucking Lasso. And I, I thoroughly recommend, if you guys don't know who that is, definitely look up some of his highlights. He's a, he's a premier defensive player in the USL Championship League, and that's why he gets the money he gets for this team. And, he's, and it's He's worth it. And 24th most expensive player in the USL. Yeah, and that's rightfully so. He makes the right play. Rarely does he make mistakes. In the first couple of games he was, but the first game of the season was a terrible call. They need VAR yes, in this league. Yeah. Like, I'm actually begging him to get VAR. It's just the refs, and if you've been watching USL, like, a lot of people that I've been talking to about USL, like, some of my friends have been watching some of the games, and, you know, I have one of my friends that's been watching the games for a while, and he he said it's always been like this. It's always, the refs have always been horrible. Especially, even though we won 5-1, the refs sucked. They they did suck. We were, like, our guys were getting, like, almost downright injured because of these refs, and... Like they were getting injured with no consequences. Yeah, no bodying, getting bodied, and, high and ankle tackles uh, that just weren't. Can I just call? say one thing that I, I need to have prefaced the the PKs in this league they need to they need to be able to review these penalties because sometimes they're right outside the goalie box, but they'll give them a fucking PK. No, dude, that lasso thing at the start when we played in the eleven that was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in soccer. And I thoroughly like recommend the USL. You, if you want to grow the fan base, if you want more people to watch these games, you need better officiating. If anyone in the USL is listening, if you're, you know, a, a rep or something, get the yeah. VAR in this league. Exactly. These players deserve opportunities, and I, I thoroughly recommend that they do that. And I, I think if you're, you know, watching one of these games for the first time, you're going to notice that as well. You know, like that's a bad call. Hey, that no, that's even a worse call. And what the fuck is that? It's just one of those things where I think. It would make the, the league better and make it a little more competitive because bad calls wouldn't be going to, to shit teams. Or there wouldn't be, you know, one-sided games where one team is getting so many fucking yellows. or just And the yellows were outrageous in this 5-1 win. Lasso got one. Um, I think actually the, the head coach or the manager for the, uh, the D.C. Detroit, uh, the D.C. team got, uh, the Detroit City team got one as well. Okay, Lasso got one. Kleeman got one. Ekra got one. And... So did uh, Gullion. And then two players. Bryant for the Detroit City FC. He is the biggest pussy, pussy I've ever seen ever, in a soccer game. Not only pussy. does he have an immaculate porn stash. I'll give porn him that. Porn stash like crazy, bro. 
But let me just say this. He was flopping. He was he was bodying our guys. He was being incredibly vulgar. He's shouting at people. I, I've never seen someone in a game that I just wanted to, like, have him escorted <coughs> off the pitch. Gee, bro. Like, I, I... Because he was just making the game look like shit. Just the constant flopping... It, it, I'm glad the refs didn't give them too much extra time. You know, at the end of the game, they only got one extra minute. At the end of the half, they only got like two or three. Rightfully so. The flops were a little outrageous. And the flops in as a league are honestly a little outrageous. I'll say that much. But if you're a Rowdies fan, you can't be nothing but proud of them. They had a great game. They're fourth in their fucking conference. We're coming for it. We're, we're in form. Yeah. We're, we're going to get to the playoffs, and we're going to make a run for that championship game. And hopefully, hopefully, towards the end of the season, we get some news on Leo Fernandez returning. And if that happens, the playoffs, at least. if that happens, if he comes back for playoffs with the lineups that we're figuring out, with the matchups and duos we're creating with Kleeman, Lasso, and not only JJ Williams and Ryan Spalding, we can create a two-striker setup yeah. with JJ and Leo. It would be more disgusting than ever. What, what I'm thinking right now, because right now the lineup that we're that we're using right now, I'm pretty sure it's a four-two-three-one, where we have uh, you're predominantly midfield. We have no wingers, but the wingers that you they are kind of wingers, but they're they're like midfielders. They're, they're labeled over right and left mid because yeah. they're they're not uh, attacking. You know, they're not like fully forward. You know what I mean? Like they can run forward. They have offensive um, freedom, but when it comes down, they're to just it, making set pieces. Exactly. But a lot of people like when when people tell me about you know, the flopping, how they don't like you know fouls and soccer and everything like that. I tell them this is the best like the best way I can describe it is just you know you watch basketball. Right, fouls are a part of the game. So it's just like that in soccer. You know what I mean? Fouls are a part of the game. Like some of these, uh, when people flop and something like that, it's usually because they're just trying to get the ball. No, there's tactical exactly. There's like tactical flops. fouls. Like you mm-hmm. see James Harden going out there and getting the end one. Like, like, like it's just that's fouls are a part of the game. Yeah, you know, they're a part of the, part the game. But let me just say the acting aspect is. Yeah, no, they don't need to stay on no. the fucking ground bro. and eat up fucking two minutes. Just like, get up, like you're a pussy, bro. Get up and like go to the sideline. You know you're gonna get the foul. There's gonna be a yellow. There's gonna be a free kick or a PK or a drop in. I let's let's not be. Well, I just wish that in the USL there was a little more sped upness to it. You know, uh, like uh, I think another thing with the fouls is like when the ref hands out a card, it. It's because of the degree of the foul, and also like it builds up over game. Like it does. You're like every time you do it, you commit a foul, level the foul. Like it's gonna add up until basically you get carded. Yeah. But like and that's that's what some of the guys are gonna drag out. I feel like they're they're just trying to drag it out just to get, get time, more pull out of the ref, and get extra time, especially when they're down. Yeah. Five one, they wanted as much time yeah. as they but it's, could. It's also you know. I do get it. It doesn't seem like the biggest deal when someone like gets a little like one of their pinky toes stepped on, but those are fucking metal cleats. And if you look at soccer cleats, they're not like football cleats. Yeah. Soccer cleats are paper thin. They are paper thin. So when you get stomped on, it's basically like I'm just taking a cleat and just stomping on your fucking toes. Yeah. Like that shit hurts, bro. Yeah. And, and that's, again, part of the game, but like I just wish that you know, maybe they, they introduce some kind of heavy-duty sock or something that prevents piercing. So yeah. eliminate some of the, like, the, the stuff that drags out some of these games. Because, again, 90-minute games plus the halftime plus stoppages plus the extra time. It, it like it turns, like, definitely, like, if you're a football fan in the States, it kind of, I can see how it turns people off. But, again, it takes sometimes for a 15-minute quarter in football, like, three hours. Exactly, yeah. But, but it's just, it, you know, in yeah. soccer, there's... 
more of that than not. But you know? but you know, the thing about soccer is the clock never stops, and a lot of refs, like especially if it's a slow game, who the fuck about extra time, bro? Yeah, like they're just gonna give you two minutes or three minutes. Like it's just it's just a lot quicker, and you know. You can talk about, you know, it's, it's just going to be the same time anyway because extra time, refs don't, usually don't give a shit. Like, yeah. they're just going to give you two or three minutes, you know, in a sense, one minute. Like, it was definitely a lot more than one minute in that Rowdy's game. Oh, yeah, time. definitely. But, but they just, it was, exactly. it was, it was over. It was 4-1. It was 4-1. 5-1. No, at that time, it was oh, 4-1 going okay. into... Going into half, going it was, into half 4-1. It was 4-1. Jesus, that game was yeah. over at half. Exactly, way over. But um, yeah, we really appreciate everyone for tuning into our Tampa Bay Rowdies match Actually, review. One more thing oh. I could bring up. Absolutely. Um, what do you guys think about the introduction of promotion in the USL or MLS? I know we've had this yeah. this discussion off to- off uh, the mic, but I want to talk bring it onto the show. I just I wish it wasn't a popularity contest. Yeah, you know, I wish it was more like level of play. Because there's a lot of teams that got brought up from the USL, like Atlanta United, um, Orlando City, you know, I think there's a couple more. But all those teams came from USL and and, and other various leagues like NSL, NSL and stuff like that. But it's just like, I wish it, you know, even when they got brought up, it was all about popularity contests. It was all about who had the most money, who had the most viewers. In Europe, it's about you know regulation. You see it with Lutton Town right now. Lutton Town is about to get promo- is about to get promoted in the Premier League, and they have a stadium that is not that much bigger than Al Lang. Mm. And they're about to go to the Premier League just because of the level of play. It's you know? deserved. It's, it's all yeah. they have to earn it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I that's why I love the promotion system in Europe, and you know like other places like that. But the problem in like I feel like in the U.S. is it's all about the money. And like, I feel like you're bringing in more money as you in Europe as you advance through the the um, tiers of the leagues. Yeah. But in America, like it's it's totally it's just totally different because people are buying these. They're it's a business. They're promoting it. Like if you're buying an MLS team, and it's it's way different than you would buy probably a way different amount than you would buy a USL team. Oh yeah, uh, the <laughs> the prices are definitely way different, yeah. but. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. The marketing is way different to yeah. try and draw a crowd in. But no, that over here in the states, for a USL team to be promoted to MLS, you you have to have the the ratings, the crowd, ticket sales, merchandise sales. You need to have all that to be able to, I guess, qualify to be looked at. Yeah. And every you know, every so often they release like a, a list of cities and teams that deserve an MLS team. And the Rowdies have been in that like top nine for a while. So you know, maybe someday we get to see an MLS team. Um, not know. even top nine, bro. There was a point where not that long ago, after after last year, like that that last year when we lost in the playoffs, those three years before that, we were three times going to the championship. Yeah, three times in a row. Like should have been promoted. Then the Rowdies are just a, such a dominant team, but you know they're kind of like they're kind of like the Sixers of the uh, of the USL, bro. Like they they choke in the big moments. The mm-hmm. only thing they've the only championship they ever won was. Um, was NSAL in the 70s. And Damn. then we won it in 2012, I think. So it's been a little drought, but you know maybe we'll see something different this year. That's what we got to hope for. But uh, anything else you guys wanted to touch on on the Rowdies? Yeah, All right, no, then. Sir. We really appreciate everyone for tuning in to our uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies match recap. And if you guys want to keep your eye out for more of these episodes, we'll definitely be 
um, posting more as the matches come along. But if you guys want more information on the Rowdies, keep uh, keep your notifications on our Twitter and Instagram at Tea Time Reports. We're very active with sports content on there, as well as like music and um, movies of the week and stuff. So if you want to get more involved, definitely check us out on there. But uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in, and thank you, Caden and Brady, for hopping on this. Hold up. What did I say about J.J. Williams real quick? Oh, yeah, you were right about J.J. Williams before the season started. You should start. Let's go. But, yeah, no, he had a great game. But I really go. appreciate everyone for, for tuning into this episode. Thank you. And shout out to J.J. Williams for that hat trick in the first For the rowdies. So most rowdies. Take care. Hola.